0: Hey there, it's Angela Ardelino with It's a Dog's Life. And um,
1: we're still in, uh, let's see, we're still in our quarantine time, which is a great time to get to talk to some of your favorite people. And um, I met my next guest on our Healing Naturally tour and um, immediately fell in love, not only because she's a wonderful person, but she's filled with education Um, about raw feeding. And you know how I love to talk about that. Um, My guest is Nicole Erickson, and she's with Small Batch uh, Pet Food. And they make um, freeze-dried, raw, and lightly cooked recipes, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. Good, which we'll talk about. But I want to talk about you a little bit. I want to find out all about you. How the heck did you get into this? um, And what What inspired you? Did you have a pet? Did you have an experience that like turned you onto this? Tell me more.
2: You know, it was one of my own um, animals that really sort of spurred the deep dive down the rabbit hole of animal nutrition. Um, But it stems from a long, deep love of animals. When I was tiny, I was convinced I was going to become a veterinarian, wanted to fix and heal all of the pets, you know, creatures of the world. And um, when I had the opportunity in college to start to study nutrition um, and then became familiarized with some kind of holistic alternative category modalities, uh, it really sort of sparked my personal passion for wellness in myself. When we rescued our first um, fur baby, Nala, who is a now 12-year-old chocolate Labrador, Uh, She came to us with a host of issues. The person that had her was feeding grocery store brand X. Um, She had hair falling out. She was 15 different shades of brown. So it was some sort of kibble, uh, grocery store kibble, you mean? Exactly. Heavily processed, bottom of the barrel quality ingredients. Um, And it was actually through a holistic trainer that one of the first questions that we discussed when looking at how are we going to help this little creature, <laughs> um, she asked, what is she eating? And immediately, we took to nutrition as kind of the core for so, rebuilding her balance.
1: So when when she said that to you, you were already practicing good nutrition for yourself, correct? Yeah, absolutely. So did you totally have a, duh, because... Yes. I mean, I'm, I'm like, I don't know if it's embarrassed, but yeah. um, I'm embarrassed to say that it's like, of course I thought about what I was feeding them, but not to the extent that I should have. Exactly. You know, we have to have variety. We have to have fresh um, and raw. So if we need
2: that and we share a lot of those same things, why wouldn't I think the diet? Exactly. And most pet parents fall into that bucket now. You know, we've become accustomed to the marketing that directs us to believe, uh, you know, heavily processed little brown pellets that come in a bag are what we should feed our dogs and cats. Um, you know, it's kind of standard wives' tale belief that you stick with one food and you don't deviate and, you know, you scoop it twice a day and that's it. That's it. And you should be scared of giving them human food. I mean, I, that's, exactly.
1: you know, to remember that that is something that's in the back of our mind. That means someone pushed that marketing into our brains to make us think, no, human food is dangerous. No, right. human food is what they should be eating. It should be just the same quality. Exactly. So when when you had um, all these issues with Nala, how old was she when you adopted her? Uh, just under a year, about 10 months old. Wow. So
2: she was having all these issues as a as a young dog. Yes. That quickly it had all uh, caught up and was manifesting in her system. Um, so it's, it's amazing because a
1: lot of people will say, you know, will a dog, can a dog have problems that young? And yes, they can, especially absolutely. if you adopted them and did not know what they... A vaccinations, medications, mm-hmm. and diet they were eating prior to you adopting them. there that's going to have some impact. Exactly. To knowing that they were being fed a crappy diet, crappy kibble diet, and already at a year old, you're seeing these awful
2: problems. Certainly. So, how did regardless you... of where the animal has come from, it's really difficult to determine what the lineage may carry as far as nutritional deficits and mm-hmm. energetic uh, inheritance. If you now have multiple generations of animals that have been fed heavily processed nutrients, bare, you know, uh, regular... No nutritional. I have no right, nutritional nutrition. value. Right. Exactly. And now then we've created new generations, consequently, that are, uh, you know, starting off at a deficit. And a
1: lot of times are those things are um, allergic reactions that they're, I mean, aller, being predisposed to allergies is one of the things that they
2: inherit
1: coming over by being fed a bad diet over and over and over again through the generations?
2: Certainly. Um, we tend to label it as allergies, but generally it's a incredibly diminished uh, natural microbiome not only in the digestive tract, um, but through what we see on the dermis. We forget that their surface of their skin, as with people, you know, should have a really nice, rich, robust, um, natural bacterial flora. Uh, but energetically, we can see it manifest in behavioral issues um, because a lot of the chemical balance um, and hormonal activity has really been... Um, improperly started. (laughs) The chemicals are all out of whack uh, from the get-go, from the nutritional uh, deprivations. And then you couple that with what you said over vaccinations and, you know, traumas from who knows what happened if you're talking about rescue pets. And, you know, then we've got animals with anxiety and, um, you know, fear issues. And none of those things occur naturally for them. So it's, uh, really kind of a ball of interconnected challenges. It is. Um, what,
1: so what, tell us the steps you took with Nala on transitioning into her to a raw or
2: fresh diet. How did you do it? Yeah. So at that point in my life, personally, um, I actually was a middle school educator. Um, I loved, you know, sharing learning, um, But I knew that little voice in my gut that said, no, animals are supposed to be where you are uh, hadn't diminished. And I actually decided to leave the classroom setting uh, to pursue education in the pet nutrition field. Uh, I connected with a local holistic pet retailer in San Diego, uh, which is truly near and dear to my heart as really the foundation of my um, platform for connecting with pets and their people. Okay, what? Well, tell us where where are you right now? I live in Southern California. I'm in Orange County now, but from San Diego. That's my my heart. I'm a San Diego girl. Awesome. And what's the name of the store that you're talking about? I came from Popology, which is Apology. in North County, San Diego. Yes. Yay. Okay. Continue. Sorry. Yeah. No, that's okay. So through Popology, um, I actually started working there part-time. Because I thought, okay, I can't make this my full-time gig until I really learn, you know, learn more and sink my teeth into the world of pet retail. Uh, I want to be immersed in any way that I can. Uh, So I started working there and got to connect with a lot of the brand manufacturers and really kind of deepen my knowledge of what was available on the shelves Both were dry foods, the raw and raw alternative category, those freeze-dried and dehydrated options, and then everything that was available in the freezer, um, as well as the supplement shelves. And um, got to work with a couple manufacturers as my uh, kind of guides in putting together a game plan for Nala. So it was sort of a progressive introduction of a better quality dry food, integrating as much fresh food slowly over the course of about three months was really the goal. Uh, Her system was so delicate and out of balance that we wanted to introduce things as gradually as possible. But that was really the beginnings of her transition to fresh food. And so we kind of switched over and she has now been a raw fed dog exclusively for uh, I guess just about ten years. Wow! Um, yeah, and, and how and however issues <laughs> did you see all the issues disappear, go away? Absolutely, just about everything. Um, and it was like an overhaul from the inside out. If you've got you know the imbalance existing, it has to leave the body first. So sometimes things look a little bit worse before they get better. Uh, But basically, she shed her entire coat, um, you know, and was a brand new dog from the inside out. And over the course of her lifetime, um, we've had one of the happiest, healthiest, you know, animals that the veterinarians are just in awe of. So, (laughs) And you said she's 12 now? Yeah, she just had her 12th birthday. And how are her hips and joints and... I think that for a Labrador, that's one of the most remarkable elements. Um, the commentary is always, number one, how is she so slim and trim and have such amazing muscle tone? Um, most Labradors become um, sadly quite overweight because they do have that love of eating. Right. Um, well, And they stop running around as much. Exactly. Exactly. As inflammation increases, And discomforts start to be associated with age or aging process. Um, You know, mobility does decrease. And it's the other thing with Nala, especially her vim and vigor for life. We have had virtually zero inflammatory conditions. So she does not suffer with arthritis or mobility. Um, She is just as spry as she was at age three and four. Uh, she takes a little longer naps these days, um, but she is still out there hiking and jumping awesome. at Dog Beach with the with the youngsters.
1: Awesome! So we're going to take a short break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about that cleansing part because I know a lot of people don't expect it, and I still never know when I get a new rescue what's going to happen. So I'd love to talk about what just happened with my recent, most recent and talk about the switch over uh,
0: when we come back. Sounds good. It's a dog's life. We'll be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, How sweet it is. Sugis infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shugies in your drink. Order your Sugis now at s-h-o-o-g-i-e-s dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Plant Plant profits. Profits
1: I'm Vern Davis, and I'd like to introduce you to some of the most forward-thinking executives and companies in the cannabis industry. We call them the Plant Profits. Each week on Plant Profits, we talk to the people at the forefront of the industry, creating real companies and career opportunities. We'll learn from the people leading the charge into the promised land of profit. Plant Profits is powered by Protus Global, People solutions firm that has been building companies, changing lives since 1995. P R O T I S global.com. Produce global. Find plant profits now at cannabisradio.com or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Hey, take a look at this.
1: They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of
2: pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out.
1: 2000- garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find
2: a store near you
1: or order yours online at smartpots.com.
0: Stop barking up the wrong tree. We're back with more of It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio.
1: Okay, we're back here with It's a Dog's Life, and I'm here with Nicole Erickson from Small Batch. And we were talking about transitioning your dog um, and how great uh, she's doing now. Twelve years later, after you made the transition, and is it twelve years later or ten years later?
2: Right, about, about ten years since she became a fully raw-fed little critter. She is twelve years old now. So you you mentioned something that I'd
1: like to talk about because um, a lot of people don't expect. Uh, the response to when you do change over to a raw diet, when you do start using like a CBD product, a full spectrum CBD product, when the body goes through a cleanse and then when the body starts working, when the body goes through a cleanse and then reaches homeostasis and then it starts healing itself, it does some crazy things. And it does things like your dog loses all of its hair. Um, I have a 14-year-old shih tzu right now who is covered with little papillomas all over her body. Um, Some sort of terrible big tumor right here on her neck and eats like a monster, went right to raw, eats it like crazy with no problem. Between that and CBD... All of the papillomas are exploding. Wow. I can't even figure out what her eye is going through. Uh, this is almost gone after a month. I can't even, it's now just feels like saggy skin, and I can't even feel it. And she is running around, barking, jumping up on furniture, you know. And I've seen this for the past five years because. Every time I go get a rescue who's got all kinds of issues, I immediately stop the prescription meds or wean the prescription meds and the bad food into a raw and CBD regimen, and they come back to life. But the cleansing part is gross. What else did you see, Nala? Because I remember th- I remember Odie's poop for a full month was so scary, I would be like, oh my gosh, this is not right. this is not right. So yes. what are some of the things
2: you saw Nala go through? You know it's a lot like having run you know molasses through a car engine and now you're switching to a premium grade gasoline and you know you've really got to degunk the system. Um, the most common things that people will see are, like we mentioned, that full shed or full blow of the coat. Um, It can actually appear super thin and sparse in some places as the old comes off and an entirely new round starts to grow in. Um, A lot of people will actually see kind of a phase of excessive discharge through like the eyes and the ears. um, And that's really the body shedding that overgrowth of the improper bacteria. Um, The poop phase (laughs) is also a really interesting one to experience. And just like we see manifest on the outer orifices, that same shedding through the digestive tract of the overgrowths of the undesirable flora uh, all need to be expelled. So you may see a little bit of extra mucus, kind of some interesting shades of coloring as things start to recalibrate in the digestive tract with better uh, gastrointestinal digestive enzymes sort of upticking that bacteria recalibrating and you know the old stuff being shed which is awesome absolutely it Gross. Looks very scary but it's great <laughs> really but for awesome the,
1: the health of the body It is. And it's, it's so amazing to see what the body can do when you support it and give it what it needs, both for humans and for our pets. Um, They go through the same process. I think the only reason that I always made it through is A, because in the beginning I learned that this is what happens, but is the fact that they're running around and enjoying life and are puppy-like when before they weren't they were sleeping or weren't getting up because they were in pain. But joint pain is the number one thing, this hip dysplasia, the degenerative myelopathy. I just read something that said nine in every 10 dogs gets some sort of form of this. Yeah, and I I think it's so important for people to understand that diet and supplements are so important Um, that you can have a 12-year-old lab that is still able to run around and go hiking if you've supported their,
2: their system correctly. Exactly. And we tend to think so directly that what we feed obviously fuels the digestive system, but how absorbable and usable each of those nutrients are, everything from the individual amino acids to every trace nutrient, it literally is fueling every one of the major body systems from vision to brain function to, you know, auditory endocrine system. And so that diminishment of, you know, every cellular surface and every neuro connection, nature's amazing. It will try to get by with what it's got for as long as it can, Mm -hmm. you know, but if you're operating at a deficit continually, you know, there starts to be, uh, you know, degradation and it shows up in things like, you know, the DM and arthritis and the chronic allergies and, you know. And these are
1: things that we have to remember that dogs like us, when we become older, we're going to start having deficiencies and issues and develop, um, allergens, um, For instance, tell me if I'm right. Let's say you were feeding, you have been feeding your dog a raw diet and all of a sudden they do start having some sort of issue that you you might even have to make a change in your raw diet because they're older and they may be a hot, more hot dog and need to get to a cool protein. Can you talk a little bit about that? That even when you decide to go raw, that you may have to actually choose and pick different proteins according to what your dog needs.
2: Certainly. Uh, It's one of the biggest challenges to continually remind pet parents um, that rotation is key. Uh, There is no creature on the planet that is designed to eat exactly the same construct of nutrients day in and day out. Um, So even if you've got a smaller selection based on your pet's sensitivities, If you can alternate between the combination of the protein itself and whatever complementary produce, that will shift that combination of nutrient absorption. Um, As much variety between red meats, white meats, fish, uh, fat levels, those are all ideal for looking at your balance really across the week as opposed to every individual bowl. Um, But that energetic variance that you mentioned with hot meats and cold meats, looking at traditional Chinese medicine and the energetic values that are associated with different ingredients, um, the meats, the oils, and the produce all contain their own unique properties. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's, It's fantastic to really look at that thermogenic balance to achieve neutrality. You've got a dog that has a lot of inflammation and heat in the body, You can really do a lot of good utilizing neutral and cooling ingredients. And conversely, if you have a very cold animal, you can utilize a little bit of warming agents. Uh, And that was one of the reasons that we were so excited to be able to introduce our lightly cooked formulas. When we see animals that are just not producing quite the level of gastrointestinal enzymes and pancreatic enzymes uh, necessary to really digest a raw food diet efficiently, um, breaking down some of those proteins and a little bit of bacterial diminishment um, is really, really a nice way to still deliver ideal ingredients and a nutrient form into their body uh, in a little bit easier package for them to be able to utilize.
1: I love that because I know that there's um, senior dogs here at my farm who just do not do not understand the raw at all don't want to eat it but love the freeze dried and yeah. go crazy for the lightly cooked yep. um so if we so would you say that the first choice is raw if you can't do raw do a freeze
2: dried or lightly cooked certainly i mean we want to look at it from what form is going to be the least processed or deviated from how the nutrients exist naturally Uh, And so the most minimally processed is that Truly Raw, especially for a product like Small Batch where everything is whole fresh ingredients and nothing synthetic (laughs) introduced at all. Um, We're taking fresh meat, organs, bones, and vegetables and mixing it together in a pre-model raw uh, inspired formula. So that would be the most minimally altered and if we want to categorize that as most ideal Um, and then kind of moving down the line of something freeze-dried that is is close to in terms of combination, but a little bit of a departure from that truly raw, um, and then lightly cooked. But it is not being so rigid in our beliefs that one way is the exact way. It's feed the animal in front of us, um, you know, and do the best with the most nutrient-dense ingredients that we can. So So if a person is uh, going, okay, uh,
1: I want to switch to one of these three diets, um, can they go on to small batch and figure out which diet and how much to feed their
2: pet? Absolutely. We've got fantastic uh, customer service gals in our tiny team. Um, We really are small in structure. There's only 10 of us total uh, that run the entire thing. Um, but we have fantastic support internally, people that are really passionate and can help uh, guide guide people through the process. Um, and through our independent retailers, we have tons of fantastically educated uh, staff that can really help you pick what is right for your lifestyle, routine, and the needs of the animal that you've got in front of you. Okay, we're going to take a short break and
0: we'll be right back. It's a dog's life. We'll be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk.
1: Vampire, a show dedicated to exploring the many potential therapeutic uses of the cannabis plant. Once a cornerstone of healing and now making a heroic comeback, cannabis has the potential to promote health and well being, bring the body back to homostasis and foster recovery for a healthier way of living. Hempire focuses on a diverse range of serious health issues, presenting views ranging from those of patients and their loved ones, through those of researchers and
0: medical professionals. Welcome to Hempire.
1: The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even
2: hot proved by the man who run high times.
1: Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, channel. You know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc.
0: Trends and in technology, processes, and products. We cover these areas and more on The Cutting Edge of Cannabis. Be informed from the latest initiators of new innovation. Learn about the latest breakthroughs and best practices in the cannabis and hemp industries. Better products, better infrastructure, and better sustainability. The cutting edge of cannabis. Consulted by the American Cannabis Company. Stop barking up the wrong tree. We're back with more of It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio.
1: Okay, we're back with Nicole from Small Batch. I want to talk a little bit about Small Batch. Um, I, of course, love the company. I love what you stand for. Um, But tell everybody a little bit about your farming practices, who you work with. And then I'd love to touch on, you know, the HPP, uh, you know, debacle and what you guys, how you guys are responding. Because I know right now I can't get your, um, your frozen stuff and, I love for people to know why and explain a little bit about that because I think it's it's awesome what you guys are doing and I and I know for a small company that that can't be an easy thing to do um, to make that switch. So anyway, tell us a little bit about um, about your philosophy and your mission at Small Batch and your founders, and then we'll discuss that.
2: Yeah. So Small Batch is now coming up on 15 years as a fresh food company. Uh, We were born in Northern California in the Bay Area. Um, David Vogel and his now wife, Diana, were really the people responsible for putting together the standards for ingredient sourcing. Um, David's brother, Michael, came on board when they decided, hey, we've kind of got a thing here that people really like. Um, And what we are looking for in the pet landscape to feed our own animals uh, doesn't exist. They knew that fresh food was fantastic, were very much um, holistic wellness and quality driven for what they fed themselves. And there was not an available product in the landscape that met all of those ideals uh, so fast forward 15 years, what really puts Small Batch in a very unique category is we've continued to source every single one of our raw materials ourselves. Every contract for a supplier, whether it be meat, produce, or fresh herbal supplement that we utilize, uh, is actually a partner that David has visited, knows personally, and agrees with their farming practices. And what are those farming practices? So most important to us is sourcing meats from farms where the animals have been humanely raised. We purchase what is sold as no hormones or antibiotics ever for the life of the animal um, and from farms that are following truly grass-fed and finished and pastured for the entire life of the animal. Um, The small batch belief is if we... Are treating our animals properly for their whole existence not only are they developing as that animal should uh, but nutritionally and energetically they are the most sound and balanced and whatever we are consuming from that animal that is being harvested you know is going directly into the consuming sustainable farming practices especially when it comes to the meat industry are also the most responsible way to have a net positive impact on the planet, Uh, factory farming is one of the worst uh, environmental contributions that we've kind of turned a blind eye to as of late. never Um, gets
1: mentioned, and it's the biggest contributor. And I'm sure it's the biggest contributor to disease in humans. Absolutely. Um, You know, we are what we eat. And you know, I could go on and on, but that's just one of the reasons why I love the company. But also tell us a little bit about this um, HPP process, briefly what it is and what is going on um, with you guys and having to deal with this.
2: Yeah, it's been an interesting road in the, the raw pet food realm in the last couple of years. Um, Department of Agriculture and FDA certainly have the category under the microscope a uh, small batch belief has always been that the quality of the materials that you are sourcing is the very first step in ensuring and dictating the freshness and safety of the food that you're going to produce from it. Um, we've never used sterilization processes. Uh, test and hold is something that we utilize regularly to ensure that we are delivering a safe product into the marketplace. Um, pressures, though, to change and implement various uh, sterilization practices like high pressure pasteurization uh, are what co-packers are increasingly seeing. Um, If you're not lucky enough to own your own facility, which means you have to be gigantic and make bazillions of dollars to fund something like that, uh, we are utilizing equipment at partnerships. And it was directed that okay, if you've got the FDA breathing down your throat, what pathogen mitigation steps are you going to be implementing at a facility level? Um, So we actually have undergone the process of moving to entirely new production lines uh, so that we can continue manufacturing according to our personal philosophies, uh, keeping all of our pristine ingredients as whole and beautiful as possible. Um, and that's something that we will continue for as long as possible. Good. So
1: will we. And that's why we appreciate you and um, I appreciate Small Batch so much. Tell people where they can find more information on Small Batch.
2: Certainly. We are still little, so we're not everywhere just yet. Um, but if you go on our website, smallbatchpets.com, Uh, We've got store locators, a bunch of information about our company history, and of course, follow us on our social media channels. It's our favorite place to share stories of success and, um, you know, what your doggies and kitties are loving from Small Batch. We are on Instagram at Small Batch Pets and Facebook at Small Batch Pets.
1: Awesome. Thank you, Nicole, so much for educating us and spending some time with us today.
2: Absolutely. It's been great. Thank you.